listeners. We are here again for another episode of I Thought About It, and this is actually our last one. And to celebrate and not be sad about it, Bruna and I, we decided to invite a great friend of ours, Clara. Uh, Clara is German, and we met her in China. <laughs> um, so come from a quite dispersed background. And we met her in China because both Bruna and I did our uh, exchange during our bachelor's there, like two years ago, almost. God, hey, that's five years. years. Yeah. And um, Clara became one of our greatest friends and it's still a friend that very much like accompanies our quotidian lives and what we and we we have really interesting talks all the time with Clara. Um, she has recently uh, graduated from her master's in from Edinburgh University in environmental sustainability. Um, so she also actually gave us some hints when we decided to record the podcast on the European Green Deal. She gave us some resources. And yeah, welcome, Clara. Welcome, Clara. Hello, everyone, and thank you both for this invitation. I feel kind of flattered, and I'm uh, excited to uh, be invited. Sure. We are also great to have you. Like, we never had a guest before. Maybe we should have done it more times. Um, and this episode is going to be quite different, because usually Bruna and I, we discuss uh, themes that are related with international relations. But uh, we believe that... A strong part of our education comes actually a lot from what we did outside the studying itself. Like we like to read a lot. We discussed books in this channel, but we also like a lot to travel, to meet different people, to share experiences, to have deep conversations. And so we decided to bring that other side um, here a bit more informal or a bit less uh, harsh in terms of of uh, deep topics to this to to discuss and better to help us with that than Clara that you have a very extensive international experience could you tell us a little bit about that from your gap year to your experience in China to your masters in another country too I regret not not having done a gap year, but it's never. <laughs> yeah, yes, so uh, I was lucky. My first international experience, um, more abroad than Europe, was uh, in school. So uh, I had the opportunity to go to America on a, a school exchange, and um, I think that really sparked my interest on on going abroad. And so I decided after my A levels, before studying, um, to travel around the world for one year. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that was uh, one of the best decisions I have made. And yes, after studying in Germany, um, my bachelor's or within uh, during my studies in, in Germany, I uh, went uh, on to, to China during my exchange semester where we guys met. Um, yeah, this was also a very very good experience and, and shaped um, me for, especially personally. And uh, right after my bachelor's, then I decided to uh, do my master's uh, abroad, and this was important criterion for me. Um, for my master's, of course, also the subject, but also um, to to go abroad again and live in another country and, um, of course, improving my English skills and um, yeah, pushing the boundaries a little bit. 
Yeah, you are very much of an, an adventurer. I I really admire that about you. Yeah, yeah. and actually, so young, right? You were what when you spent a year in Australia, like nineteen? Um, yes, I was eighteen actually. I just had to wait until I got uh, I be, I turned eighteen um, to be allowed to get the travel and work visa in Australia, where we spent uh, some a few months um, on our trip. Um, but uh, I love to go to uh, exotic places, at least from a German point of view. <laughs> um, so uh, we we, uh, we were able to um, to go to 17 countries during this year, and that was very inspiring. 17? Yes, 17. A lot of places in Asia. I think also that especially um, the countries that were so different from what I know in Germany or Europe, um, shaped me the most um, because it gave me different perspective on on la on the life uh, on the life of other people. Yeah, that there's not just one viewpoint. Um, that people in other co uh, countries, especially in other cultures, um, from different religions and completely different backgrounds, uh, have a completely different view of the world. And that was quite uh, interesting to to realize. Yeah, I bet you have a lot of like marking experiences, but. Which are the ones that you say that impacted the most uh, your path and contributed? You can recall that they are contributed to what you are studying today or what you're doing today or just who you are today. Yes. Um, so I think that um, especially meeting people from uh, like the locals uh, from the countries we um, travel to, uh, was uh, always very inspiring. Also in China, um, I, I mean, you guys maybe I can refer to this too. The opportunity to to engage with locals and speak to them um, and learn from them um, definitely shaped me and my my point of view, my my perspective and view of the world. Um, and um, yeah, also um, regarding to what I studied and what my interest is uh, or what. Um, I pursue also in my job now, topic of environment sustainability. Uh, I think that my travels um, around the world uh, and with a, a, a big focus on um, natural experiences definitely um, lead me to 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 my way um, of, of engaging in this and trying to take part in saving the planet at least a little bit. Um, because... Um, yeah, I, I experience that that the the, na the nature is quite fragile, and um, especially in Asia, they have so many other problems that um, the topic of environment sustainability or sustainability in general is not the priority. So um, yeah, and and also uh, that uh, these countries, the developing countries, are uh, more at risk of the consequences. So we are polluting in the um, developed countries and the. Um, the de developing countries um, have to feel the consequences. Exactly. They're also the ones that might not be better able to cope with the issues they and us are causing in the present. And I, f I feel like it's just such a pity that traveling usually involves so much monetary investment <laughs> and it's also quite polluting depending on where you're going and which way from through which way you're traveling but especially if you go to other continent continents it's not very environmental friendly but at the same time it can do so much for you and i just wish that everybody could have the same uh, sort of experiences 
as you had, as me and Bruna had, because it really makes part of our growth as uh, as persons. Like, not, it's not only about watching movies and going to museums. It's also about, as you said, like talking with uh, the locals. Just the fact that you have a language barrier and you have to find other ways to communicating, like with more gestures or with just looks, but being more expressive. I think that's very, that is that is indeed very nice, actually. And I I see myself in a lot of what you just said. Like for me, it also helped me a lot to figure out what I really wanted to do. I mean, I had an idea that I would like to pursue international relations besides that I was studying management at the time. Um, but it helped me to like make that step, you know, like also decide to do a master's abroad and find a good university of international relations and try to just understand what is the history and the political connection between different countries. Because mm. it's very easy for us, especially in our generation, to just be locked in what you know, like Today you have technology algorithm, algorithms telling you what you want to see, what you want to buy before you say that, you know, because yeah. it's based on your past. But what you experience in this type of things where you are no one, where you meet no one, tells you more about your future, not really about your past record, you know, because people know nothing mm -hmm. about you, you know nothing mm -hmm. about the places. And it was indeed very fruitful for me as well and I am really excited to see what you are going to, to do Clara because it's one of the the areas of biggest concern for the future and it's more than proven that it will be our generation <laughs> that tries to really like take I, I don't I think we have reached a point of no return indeed but we can at least like improve the situation or ameliorate it a little bit more. And I think like people in environmental policy or environmental advisors for companies really can make the change. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really happy about you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that uh, everyone can take part in this journey, mm -hmm. uh, even with uh, like small steps because they actually do count. And um, that in, especially you talked about flying to places, for example, also mm -hmm. with my job now starting at Accenture Strategy um, as a sustainability consultant, um, I think that, yes, we might need to travel and take the plane. Um, but it's important that in total, like in the end, um, the impact we have also with our work um, is bigger than the impact, like uh, carbon impact of, of flying to the place. Um, so definitely that has to be um, taken into consideration. But in total, it's it's important that we do have a positive impact. I wanted to add something to what Sophia and Clara was saying mm -hmm. about the importance and the privilege of studying in another country. You mentioned the locals, um, the language, the challenging yourself. And I felt that too, uh, actually. Uh, no, I, I found that having done my exchange semester in China did little to help my second time going to China because <laughs> I faced a lot of different challenges, but that would, that would be like a, a really long conversation too. But I would I also like to add that 
meeting other people that are not locals but come from other countries too that mm -hmm. we think that are uh, close to us. For instance, in Europe, we are all part uh, of a continent and a free movement zone. And mm -hmm. it, it is indeed culturally uh, more close to us. But even that, even having, for instance, Clara from a different country in Europe and having those conversa conversations that we had. And uh, I remember this is my favorite memory. And I know that we cannot share a lot of them, but the, the night that we spent, um, talking just having a conversation it will be forever in my mind because Same. those moments those moments are really really valuable and meeting people that are doing incredible projects and work like clara it's it's inspiring and that's how we thrive and grow it's being around people that do inspiring things and that are just inspiring people overall so yes i just wanted to add that about the experience of studying abroad Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely agree on this. I thought about this also before uh, the podcast that the people who um, who cross the boundaries and, and um, exit their their comfort zone uh, in in going to China. I mean, some people go to to European countries for the exchange semester, and we decide to go to China. These people are how do I say like this a specific Weird. Person, right? <laughs> and uh, I also thought about these great conversation we had about like really deep topics and. As you said, that also definitely helped me to grow and to um, think about different topics um, in, in a different way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually, it was like a source of inspiration for this podcast because um, I don't know if we told you this story, Clara, but basically um, in the beginning of this year, I, I believe, or more or less in April, maybe May, I called Bruna <laughs> and I told her, hey, I have this really crazy idea, but you're free to say no, but I think you you would like um, like to, to join me. Like, what about turning our conversations, like our late night talks, as Bruna referred in mm -hmm. the trailer so well, into something that can be recorded and used? Because sometimes, like, I do love our discussions and I sometimes revise them in my head or specific things that people said. And sometimes I think other people would like to participate again. And of course, when you are making a podcast, listeners are not participating with you, but the way that you are presenting your idea has to be different. It has, you have to find a middle way, something that people can maybe relate to or understand. And I guess it was a nice way for me and Bruna to to just sort of record, not only physical record, but recording also um, in our minds, like as something that we did, the, the fact that we recorded our conversations, you know, like having this I, I would say forever. I don't know how long my uh, first allow us to. You can to you can trust the internet. It will be forever. It will be forever. <laughs> totally, totally. And Bruna, you're also. I mean, we're referring both of Clara's experience and my experience. And you are back in in China. You actually, after this exchange period, you decided to come back to Beijing. 
and to to study also politics, but from a different perspective. And I guess it also takes a lot of courage because these sort of processes, of course, they are very good for our education, but it also means being far away from home for long time periods, being far away from friends. But at all times, believe that this is really going to make the difference for us and uh, that we're going to, to fight to learn as much as possible and to observe as much as possible and uh, use it to create great things. Well, I, I'm not sure what to say to that yet. I, it's definitely very challenging in terms of mentally because studi studying politics in a country like China and studying Chinese politics, you might imagine that it creates some anxiety. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I think you, both of you also might have felt that way. I just feel pushed by environments that are foreign to me. Love my country, but the time I spend in China, and maybe it's because I don't understand it yet. Maybe because it's just very complex and I have no way to know uh, how it works until I spend more time there. Mm -hmm. That's what it pushed me to go back. And that's also one of the appeals of being in foreign environments is this uh, curiosity and being always uh, unsatisfied with the state of knowledge that we have. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's why I went back to China, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it. I like to see it as like a puzzle, like the country is a puzzle. You can get a little piece here, a little piece there, but you don't understand the whole picture. To get the whole picture, it takes you seeing like the whole little pieces and put them together to really understand what's the trend, what's the image, what it's representing. And uh, yeah, I totally felt that in Asia at different points, um, in Italy and actually in every place I go, even in my home country. And um, yeah. What about you, Clara? I, maybe for you, it's not the country itself, but I don't know, a topic or an area of research or, I don't know, environmental sustainability is already really complex. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, um, as, we, as I said earlier, that um, it's, it's also difficult to find myself in the situation of, yes, I want to change something on, on the one side, but on the other side, I, you know, I can't live like a person in the forest. Um, so I, I will continue to... Um, to, to like use resources to um, to achieve the the aim of of having an impact on this topic, and this mm -hmm. is uh, sometimes a kind of trade off, um, and not that easy. But uh, I I'm on my way to to find uh, the balance. Yeah, and regarding curiosity, um, I think that's very important also about the general topic of this uh, podcast to grow. You know, if you're always asking why and why this is that way and how does it work. Um, having this curiosity helps you to, um, yeah, to, to get to know the world a little bit better and um, to have opportunities as we had, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. Totally. And I guess I, w I also wanted to refer, sorry to put you on the spotlight like that, but um, you told me earlier, a few months ago, actually, that you also were, you were able to create your startup 
And I was very much, uh, I was very happy for you because, um, I mean, I have done some work with some startups, some uh, organizations, and it is definitely on my bucket list, uh, I would say, to create something of my own uh, or alongside people that share the same goals for an organization, probably a non-governmental organization, um, as I do, and to to invest a lot of that on that. I mean, I like a lot development economy and humanitarian issues. So maybe one day, who knows, I will be able to really go move forward with a project like that. Um, but I was very much happy that you uh, to hear that you you were able to to make that step as well. And um, although it was sort of a university stuff, it's you you get you got a taste of what it is like to create. A project of your own to to run it with other people. Uh, what can you tell us about that process for you? Yeah, so um, I got the idea at the cross point of uh, my let's say two favorite topics, so technology and, and sustainability. Mm-hmm. And I I was in an environment where um, founding a startup and developing an idea was very well um, supported. Um, especially in the university environment of uh, the University of Edinburgh. And um, so in the end, uh, what I can say up front, I, I decided to not continue with this after a year. I I thought about this a long time and I'm sure that I, I took the right decision. But in general, I would say um, if, if you have a good idea and there are so many great ideas out there, um, there's, there's the best thing you can do is just to try it and you have nothing to lose, especially at the moment we're young and we don't have family. So the risk at the moment uh, is um, the lowest uh, right now. So definitely um, a try out. And, and another thing that was very valuable. So in, in general, the whole thing was very valuable to me. And I don't think that this is um, a, a failure. Uh, I would never uh, call it a failure because I learned so much from this. And the most, I think, one, one definitely one important thing I learned from it was that people are really willing and, and open to help. So um, I met so many people uh, during this year of following the idea, and, um, and they were all so open to help and uh, share the knowledge and experience that I could grow and I could learn of um, new things. So um, because sometimes we are scared of asking other people, especially if you don't know them, but um, most of the time people are happy to share their knowledge. And this was very valuable um, for me. What a great advice, actually. Do you have in mind like projects that you want to move forward with in the future too? Are you thinking about it or are you just focusing on working for now? And then... Yeah, so... So as I said, there are so many great ideas out there. And actually, uh, out of this um, uh, situation from, from um, the project I was working on, um, I, I met someone who asked me to participate in another project. So I'm working on this at the, mo- at the moment too. And I will uh, continue um, doing this also like next to my, my uh, normal work, I call it now. And, <laughs> and see what, what, you know, how this, uh, how this develops. So I don't know, but. Um, it's it's an interesting uh, uh, interesting idea, and um, yeah. So I think that at the moment, uh, of course, we don't have that much experience, and 
but still every project has to to get more experience and um i think what also good advice is to not only focusing on a raw idea so if you do this um, next to maybe some security like maybe having a, a a normal job um and you can explore then whether this idea is a good idea so whether this has um economic um um opportunities um and 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 the customer base etc um if you find out that it it does have uh, you can always then completely focus on this so um i think that lowers a little bit the risk and um then there's no actually no reason to not try it out see how it uh, like can develop Totally. You totally inspired us just now. I'm I'm ready to 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 start working right now. Let's make another <laughs> podcast channel, something else. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I totally agree with all with all that you said. And that's actually the magic of networking. Like you just meet someone at some place and that person tells you about some other thing that think would be nice for you and, and you do the same for other people. And um yeah, that's really special. Definitely, like the people that shape you, uh, that are in your environment and surrounded you. I think they, if you if you're open enough um, and not you know having your eyes blind and just take take the situation and be open for like spontaneous uh, turnarounds, I think that can take you quite far. Yeah, I guess uh, Bruno and I have had now the experience of creating something really small of our own and we really got the taste of it and um yeah i'd like to do something else as as you just described clary it sounds like totally our type of thing and i'm very glad for that so we are unfortunately approaching the end of this episode <laughs> i wish we could stay for much longer But I was just wanted to ask you if you have any recommendation or any last message for someone that is uh, starting their young adult life or that uh, is starting to build a path of their own, now more free from the constraints of the normal education system. The floor is yours. Yeah, so um, one thing I thought about a while ago was that um, you can just uh, only you can only aim for something you know about. And if you don't know about this, you can't aim for this. So I think what's really important is to have this curiosity we talked about and to to learn as much as possible, that you you know what is possible and that you know that you can aim for this. Um, and sometimes you're lucky that your environment gives you um, the, pushes you and tells you what what opportunities are out there but sometimes you aren't, and then it's all on yours. Um, and, and of course, today we have the internet, you can do lots of research and um, trying to get to know um, the opportunities and then you can you can learn to aim high or higher than you thought you can. Uh, thank you again, you both, for this invitation. And uh, I love listening to your podcast. Um, I, I think you did a really, really good job and um, you can be uh, very proud of yourself. Thank you so much, Clara. I mean, we loved having you. I, I, I'm just like so ashamed that we, we didn't invite you like to the first or second episode because we could give a, a good 
tripartite alliance on this. Um, so just I will just give a, a brief reflection of mine of what this experience, especially the podcast, has signified for uh, for me. Because I mean, in this past year, uh, so much has been going on in world politics, in environmental issues, and also social movements. Of course, as we have seen and the pandemic, for for instance. And um, in this podcast, we have discussed international relations matters across all continents, I believe. And we did one episode on implicit bias, bias, our first one, actually. And now this one, which is a bit more of a reflection on the overall project. Uh, to be completely honest, when we thought of creating this channel, uh, Bruno and I, we didn't know if we would uh, really publish it or just keep it to ourselves to listen to our conversations. But I'm really glad that we decided to to lose our, our fears and let it be public because we have received uh, nice feedback from our, our friends and constructive uh, feedback. And um, this way, we, we I, I can say at least for myself, I improved... The, the way that I speak, that I communicate issues, uh, the thoughts on what I read, I watch, what I write about, and which are common topics that I used to, to discuss with Bruna that uh, we usually think alike in, in a certain sense in, in most of the, these topics. And I'm really glad, Bruna, that you embarked on this journey with <laughs> me. Um, and what to say, anyone who, who feels curious about these sort of topics on international relations is um, now free to listen to our small opinions of people that are still in their process of understanding this really complex world. And um, I am very grateful for, for that. And although this was a really small project, it mattered a lot to me because we said that we would do it. We had literally zero experience experience and we are still very much amateurs on this podcasting thing uh, but we realized it and um, we did it in all the the timing that we planned so thank you so much listeners for joining us thank you clara for being with here uh, with us here today and thank you bruna for partnering with me again <laughs> well uh i just want to say uh last uh, message to I want to start obviously to thank Clara for this for joining us in this last episode it was very valuable and maybe in the future we have a project all of us who knows uh, I would very much enjoy that um, uh, thank you obviously to the listeners that might be listening to our episodes and might be uh, sharing their time with us we as you said Sophia are still in a learning process about not only about doing a podcast, but uh, <laughs> also in all of the topics that we are uh, talking about during mm -hmm. our episodes. But um, I would just want to give um, a really, really big thank you to Sophia for having this idea and pulling me into it and making me actually do it. So, yes, that's all. And uh, hope we can meet somewhere uh, sometime soon. <laughs> Thank you and bye-bye.